Bruce Coville. One. Basket case. Thump. We both heard it, even above the late March wind that was whipping around the house. Mom looked up from the strand of red yarn she was weaving through the warp of her big loom and said, Go see what that was, would you, Jason? I sighed, but it was mostly for effect. Despite the open math book in front of me, I was doing more daydreaming than figuring, so it made sense for me to go, rather than for Mom to interrupt her work. However, what I saw when I opened the front door convinced me she should be interrupted after all. Mom! I yelled over the wind. You'd better come here. Now! She reached the front hall in time to see me carry in the big black basket. After the last few years, she's gotten pretty good at taking whatever comes along right in stride. So when she saw the baby inside, she didn't wig out. She just said, Oh, the poor little fellow. What makes you think it's a boy? Mothers know these things, she replied, reaching down to chuck the baby under the chin. While Mom fussed over the baby, I took another look at the basket. It was woven from thick, dark twigs. After a moment, I spotted a piece of coarse paper tucked next to the baby. When I pulled it out and unfolded it, I found this note. To whom I may concern, please take care of my baby. I cannot do it, and I want my little dumpling to have a good home. This is more important than you can guess. Thank you very much. It was signed with an X. Better take a look at this, I said. Mom read the note, wiped away a tear, and picked up the baby. I'm so sorry, little dumpling, but I'm glad your mother brought you here. We'll take care of you. Little dumpling puked on her shoulder. How do you know the note came from its mother? I asked as I went to fetch the paper towels. Couldn't it have been the father? Mothers know these things. I was getting a little sick of that line. Mom had been using it a lot since she and Dad divorced three years ago. Probably I should have seen it coming when we kept the baby with us that night. But we live way out in the country, so it made sense when Mom said it was too late to take him anywhere else. I did get suspicious when she managed to get too busy to contact the authorities the next day. By the third day, I was certain she wasn't planning on doing anything about the baby anytime soon. To tell you the truth, I wasn't sure I wanted her to. I was starting to like the little guy myself. On the other hand, I was worried that we might get into trouble. Don't we have to go to the police? I asked that night as we were hauling my old crib up from the basement. Mom shook her head. I've been thinking about it, and the fact is the police will just take him to a foster home. But Little Dumpling's mother chose us to take care of him, so that's what we're going to do. Besides, it will be good for you to have a baby brother, and the way things look now, this is the only one you're likely to get. Then she tried to tell me that sharing my room with him was a treat. What kind of a treat it really was I discovered two weeks later, on the night of the full moon. I had gone to bed early, mostly because I had joined the baseball team and we were practicing so hard that my body felt like someone had put me inside a giant can and given me a good shaking. Little Dumpling was already sacked out in my old crib. Yes, we were still calling him Little Dumpling, L.D. for short. I think that was because naming him would have made it seem like he really was ours, and Mom was still half expecting the real mother to show up and want him back. I peeked in the crib. L.D.'s eyes were scrunched shut, and he was clutching the green plastic rattle I'd bought him out of my allowance. All right, so I'm a sucker. Babies do that kind of thing to people. Good night, Bonzo, I whispered. 
Costanza was my private name for him. I got it from an old movie I saw on TV one night, something co-starring Ronald Reagan and a chimpanzee. Bonzo was the chimp. After climbing into bed, I turned out the light on my nightstand. I listened to the soft rain pattering against my window and the April wind rustling through the new leaves on the oaks and maples that surround the old house we'd moved to after Dad left. I was asleep in seconds. When I woke, the moon was shining through the window, and Little Dumpling was making a weird noise. I got out of bed to see if he was all right. When I looked in the crib, I nearly wet my pants. The baby was covered with fur. He opened his eyes and smiled at me. Fangs! I began backing toward the door. Mom? I called nervously. My voice didn't seem to be working. I tried again. This time, it worked better than I expected.